Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Whether you're just wrapping up the night shift or on your way to start the day, we got what you need. Welcome to the morning shift. It's the most mid-team in history. A whole new way to start your day with nationally televised reporter Tiffany Blackman. Any pizza for me can be a personal. Can't wait. Former Falcons and Alabama offensive lineman Mike Johnson. I've had my butt shoot by Nick Saban a few times. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. And Atlanta sports radio guru, Bo Morgan. Do you know who I am? I'm Squid Bill. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? It's a new experience. And a new take on a sports morning show. The morning shift is on. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now, here's Tiffany, Mike, and Bo. Good morning on this Tuesday at 6 o'clock, right on the dot. This is the morning shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike, Bo, and Tiff here with you. We are live here in the Kia studios. There is a lot to get to today. But I do like to talk about things that are going on. We, we all do in our lives right now. Currently, yeah. my concern is the weather. And so my concern is being trapped here with you guys. And I know last week we talked mm. about who we would eat if. Is that why you've been you know, looking at me like that all day? You, you know, I'm just, that, I'm just, I brought, I did bring. Just trying to see what some garlic butter would taste <laughs> like on those legs. I did, <laughs> I did bring multiple snacks in my bag. Um, as someone that, you know, was a production assistant at the Weather Channel, you know, I just wanted to yeah. tap into my survivor skills sure. and not have to eat anybody here. That would be best. So I yeah. hope that it does not come to that. But no, that, that would be best. Um, no, I'm with you, man. Um, wife got a call last night that uh, she obviously is, is in the education realm and that Cobb County schools were shut down today. So she's got decisions to make as far as the kids and daycare go coming up in a little bit. And I know a lot of people are going through kind of the same situation with that. But I uh, look, I, I don't think we'll have to go into survivalist mode today. I'd, I'd be the first one down on the, the floor below us raiding the vending machines if we have to. Go down there and knock oh, those I out. I forgot about those. I'm you know hungry. I, mean? I didn't bring a like protein bar. Those are bar. open, too. So. I didn't even live here when that ice apocalypse hit. Yeah, snowpocalypse. When I was in Houston. And those images are just seared into my brain. Same. I'm like, that's not going to be me today. Yeah. But you know what? You guys are all here, and I would have probably looked bad. I had a you guys uh, talked about me. I had a uh, I had a FX. <laughs> probably already have. <laughs> that, was before, that was my old truck when that happened. I had an FX4. Our production, I worked at the old station, and we were over up there by the battery. Um, and um, I remember leaving at, it was in afternoons, and I t- our production assistant, or actually production manager at the time, uh, Natalie, her husband was out of town, and her two kids were at home alone. And she's like, I, I don't, and everything was happening. And she's like, how can I get home? And I was like, um, I was at my boss. He goes, leave, take her home. I had a four-wheel drive. So I drove her. It took me, she lives over in the Lassiter district. It took me um, from 530 in the afternoon to 11 o'clock at night just to get her to her house. Wow. But it, and let me, t- let me now listen to this part. It only took me an hour to get from back from there to Buckhead because I still lived in Buckhead. I went home. So nobody was going that direction. No. Well, the <laughs> worst part was is 
you were bobbing and weaving. Right. Uh, I obviously at slow speeds and four wheel drive, but because of the broken down cars. The next morning, we were leaving for New York. Me and Mike Bell worked together, and Dave Archer, and we were leaving to go to New York. And so we had like a six thirty flight or something. And so I text Mike because Mike lived, uh, he lived in right, right down the street from our studios now. And I said, hey, I'm going to come get you, be outside. And, you know, right there across from Turner, what used to be Turner Field, which is now Center, Center Park Center Park, Stadium. Center Park Stadium, which is Georgia State. Don't disrespect The home of the fight in Tiffany Blackman's. Hate you. There, it, everything was, like, messed up there, and you couldn't get past right there. Mm. And I look to the right, and there is a chain link fence that I see a car go over, like a truck. And I oh, looked, wow. at, I looked at Bell, and I said, "Get your GPS out. <laughs> We're going off road." <laughs> and I went over a fence there in my old truck, and we went back roads to the airport. I mean, it, so it can be done. You just got to be <clears throat> careful. Now, I ha- okay, go ahead. Cause I, I have to tell you a story. I was gonna say the problem I have today is I'm supposed to go get my new shoes on my truck. And oh, yeah. rocking with the baldies right now. Yeah, so I'm Ooh. not as confident in the tire. I still got the same tire I had. I went back and bought. I, I will never go away. That's why to this day I'll never not buy a Nitto tire. That I, is my that is they, my tire. My car has all wheel drive. I don't know. It's I probably bet it, does. it should. Probably, yeah. it, I'm pretty, pretty sure it does. Sure, I paid attention. I just walked in and like I was on a time crunch. I was like, I gotta go. I can't stay for the <laughs> tutorial. Uh, but I used to, um, I, I worked at the Weather Channel as a PA. This is the most on-brand thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and my first TV job, I, I still don't even know how to fully operate that vehicle. I've had it for five years. Um, first TV job was in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Hurricane, it was Iker Gustav hit, and I had to stay. It was all hands on deck. I was sports, but I still had to do news. And so my sister has never let me live this down. Uh, I don't believe the clip is out there on the internet. I do have it on a tape. They sent me out for weather because when you're in local news and weather hits, sports, you're doing it. Everybody has to. They sent me to this like bridge. I'm in rain boots, I'm underneath like an overpass, and I'm talking about like, you know, turn around, don't drown. All my Weather Channel knowledge is like kicking back in, like, you know, don't drive what, six inches of water in your car. And as I'm doing my take, this truck just plows through behind me. This is on tape, right? So, like, okay, we'll just do another take. Because I'm still right. I'm not, like, fabricating the news. Right, right. You still should not should be, be driving careful, in right. this. So I do it again. When I bring it back, we tell them, hey, use this tape. Don't use that tape. And they aired, they aired the wrong yes. one. Yes. Yes. And I went to, like, an elderly home for another story <laughs> I had to do. It was, like, months later. They was like, oh, I remember you. You were in those rain boots. You look so cute. <laughs> but the Please don't drive was, in water. The report was terrible. I was like, there's debris on the ground right here. And then Dude. there's water over here. It was like first starting out and learning, and it was tragic. And You're maybe right. one day I will uh, get that transferred from the t- cassette tape, whatever it's on. You <laughs> so were like Brick Tannen from Anchorman. <laughs> um, there's water and leaves. And lamp, basically, that's what it was. There was a snowstorm back in 2010 in Atlanta. It's not snowpocalypse, so that was a couple years later, obviously. In 2010, though, some snow hit up in Flower Branch when I was living up there, and I, I like, I didn't get stuck to the point where my wheels were spinning. But what I got stuck between was two hills, right? So I couldn't get up one hill, and then I turned back around, and went the other direction, and couldn't get oh. up that hill. So I was like, kind of stuck where I was at. I was driving my dad's car at the time. Season was almost over. I was just gonna get a new car in the off season. It was my rookie year, and I would like. I finally found like this side neighborhood. All the it's completely covered in snow. Like I mean, like three feet of snow. 
And so I pulled into one of these side neighborhoods, and I was like, I'm just going to park on the side of the road. And this this random dad and his kids were, like, sledding outside. I was trying to get to practice, and he was like, you need any help? And I was like, dude, I could use a ride. He had a big truck, you know, four-wheel drive. I was like, I could use a ride. So this dad and his kids that were sledding took me into the complex oh, that day. Awesome. It was so funny because they were like, I was like, yeah, I just parked it on the side of the road, and I'd come back and, like, it was almost dead in the middle of the street. Like, I thought I was parking against the curb, but I couldn't see the curb. So I was like, I don't want to park in somebody's front yard. Dude, well, almost dead here. in the middle of the street. I could barely see, like, the fire hydrants in the mailboxes. So I was like, yeah, this is a good spot. I came back, like, after 24 hours, and I was like, oh, my God. I literally have been parked at the entrance of this neighborhood, like, right in the middle of the road. I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. But, yeah, shout out to that dad if he's still out there. I mean, his he's kids listening. are probably in. Kids are probably in college and married by now, but yeah, that was a that was a rough day. Shout out Lake Charles, Louisiana. All right, yeah. let's hit the front page. One, two, three. It's time to take a look at today's top headlines. This is the front page on the morning shift, brought to you by Central Park Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia State University Athletics. That's right, Georgia State. Bo. What's the name of that stadium? Center Park. Center Park. Center Park, Center Park Stadium. Park. Yeah. NFL Super Wild Card Weekend has come and gone. And so there are a number of games yesterday that and on Saturday as well that we all had our eyes on. I shouldn't say yesterday because yesterday we were off for MLK Day. So Saturday, Sunday, over the weekend. Texans beat the Browns at home 45-14. to 14. This one had me, <laughs> I was shocked yeah. at the shellacking that they gave one of the top defenses in the NFL. But, again, I've talked to you guys having seen C.J. Stroud in person earlier in the season, just how impressed I am with him, and it has not changed. He was phenomenal. Yeah, and uh, Joe Flacco had the the day that uh, many other backup quarterbacks have after five to six starts. He kind of turned into a pumpkin, two pick sixes, consecutive possessions. Uh, give the Texans defense a lot of credit. They played – they kind of they, – they did a phenomenal job, honestly. And uh, I was – it's kind of hoping that we would see more out of Flacco. I wanted to see that story kind too. of advance, but we got the other story on the other side where the youth movement. The youth, yeah, oh, you took the words out of my mouth. Youths. Yes, with, with with a uh, young head coach, a young impressive head coach, young impressive OC, and extremely young and impressive quarterback get the job done. What is the uh, looking at these scores right now? What do y'all think? Win or loss is the most shocking performance by a team? Dallas this weekend. Dallas. No, uh, Dallas is on, that's and Green I don't Bay. want to say it. I, Green Bay, yes, that was the most surprising. But they, as they've talked about before, when you're a young player and you're in those situations and being around a number of my NFL colleagues, it's like what you don't know, you don't know, right? And right. so you just go out there and you yeah. play. It's just and, football. And that's just football. <laughs> just go play. And that's exactly what I don't want to say those kids, but that's what they did. Uh, Dallas, <laughs> I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. It's all it's on brand. It is. It's, it's it is. just on that's brand. Why, so that's why I'm not so, picking them as my most it's shocking. It's not most shocking. Yeah. What was most shocking uh, to me, I would. I still am leaning towards Texans-Browns because I did not expect it to be that incredibly lopsided of a score. Um, and I almost – someone asked me the other day, I don't do predictions, but they did ask me who was going to win with the Eagles and the Bucks. And I was like, the Bucks are gonna. I, I said the Bucks were gonna win. I, I was gonna say the Eagles' performance last night was the most shocking of the. So it just crazy. like, it, and not because you didn't see it coming. They obviously have stunk it up recently in the last month plus, but just shocking in terms of where that team came from. You're talking about a team that was ten and one, 
And the Bucks, I would say most people, myself included, did not expect them to win more than four or five I, games. I, 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 like, whoa. I want to know what what someone unlocked a cheat code on their defense. Because if you go back to right on the time their problems started, they stopped getting sacks and bunches. Remember, their defense last year was phenomenal because of the, the, the pressure they could get. They didn't get that pressure down the stretch. Josh Sweat, one of their better players, didn't have a sack. He got a sack last night. It was his first sack since, like, week nine. So, their their defense, it all starts up front for them. We can talk about how great, you know, what 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 what, what pick the Falcons should have made. But the, the pick that everyone wanted didn't do much down the stretch. Their defensive line didn't get it done. Uh, Tampa was able to run on them last night. They threw it all over them. But their their defense, just the, the the lack of pressure they were able to get, really hurt that team down the stretch. I and, I agree. On top of that, though, I will say this: the offensive scheme for Philly against the blitz was horrendous. Like the all the little like five yard comebacks and eight yard comebacks against the blitz, the all out blitzes from Tampa, they had no answer, no cross routes. There was no ability to get the ball out. It just was. It was brutal to watch that, man, because Jalen Hurts, it looked like they had absolutely nothing to kind of counteract what Tampa was doing defensively. Troy Aikman said it best. He says none of their routes are running away from people. They're all they're That's all exactly they're all comeback said. routes, yep. they're all little stop routes. It, there's not stuff to to create separation. And if they're not the you know, without AJ Brown, they're not creating that separation on their own. You need to build that in. And then the other crazy thing, too, there was that clip of Ray Lewis doing uh, you know, the Manning Brothers show, and he was talking about the tackling. And how it was so bad uh, on the Eagles' side, uh, in particular one of the touchdowns they were going over. But he's like, you play defense like in a cup. Like he was explaining how you guys learned this in like Pop Warner and just how bad the tackling was. But again, uh, we do have to talk about before we go to, to break here the Lions beating the Rams twenty-four to twenty-three. The Matthew Stafford come home party to Detroit. The Jared Goff redemption tale uh, of him and the trade being sent to Detroit, and just the belief that Dan Campbell had in him and the entire team and the turnaround that they've had, it's incredible now. For did y'all see the video? I'm trying to remember. I, I apologize. I can't remember the, the GM from uh, Detroit. Did y'all see the video of him in the elevator celebrating and how far he's come of trying to catch on with an NFL team, you know, 18, 20 years ago and being the GM of Detroit and bringing a playoff victory to that town? It just, like, he was screaming in the elevator, and somebody was filming him getting on, and it was oh, just such a it. release, that was, okay, that's what such it was. a release of emotion. You could tell that it was sheer elation coming out of that guy's face and his voice. I was, I was so stoked for them, man. They, they, they deserved that. Uh, we need to talk later in the show about the the ovation that Matt Stafford got because that was obviously a huge uh, talking point on the socials. Uh, but otherwise, man, the Lions, good for them. Kudos. Two kinds of ovations, right? The one for Matthew Stafford right. and the one for Jared Goff um, at the end of the game in their first home playoff win since 1991 for the Detroit Lions. This hour brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. Injured, hire Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury firm when we come back the search continues for the next head coach of the atlanta falcons we'll give you an update on that just ahead here on the morning shift on sports radio 929 the game we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're going to get on down now. We're talking all things Atlanta sports and beyond. This is the Morning Shift. Make some noise! On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are back here on the morning shift and the search for the next Atlanta Falcons head coach continues. We're going to get to college football in a minute, but let's go through the list of candidates that the Falcons have confirmed they've interviewed so far. Ravens, D.C., Mike McDonald, Bengals, O.C., Brian Callahan, 49ers, D.C., Steve Wilkes, Panthers, D.C., Jero Evero. Ravens defensive line coach and assistant head coach Anthony Weaver and former Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. Of course, that was making the rounds everywhere uh, over this weekend. Saw I was a couple seeing reports of, of yacht. Mr. Blank's yacht, the dreamboat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously that's an evolving situation. When you look at the names that they're going to interview and have already requested interviews for, that, uh, you know, there, there's, a, there's a ton of names out there. And you said going to interview. So they've also reportedly requested to interview Lions OC Ben Johnson, Lions DC Aaron Glenn, Rams DC Raheem Morris, and Texans OC Bobby Slowick, who, what, uh, four of those guys out of the five I just named, I believe I named five, or four, whatever, I can't count. Uh, one of them is available to interview now because Raheem Morris and the Rams, uh, their season is uh, done after. I, I'm not going to lie. Weekend. I was watching playoff games this weekend, and I, I don't know how y'all kind of were looking at it, but I was definitely viewing it through a Falcons lens. I was like taking a close look. Who's going to be available Yeah, right I'm now? like, man, I, you know, I, I, I know some things about Aaron Glenn, but let me take a closer look at his defense, you know, and, and all the above kind of things with that. So, Obviously, you know, looking at Bobby Slowick and what, uh, you know, he was able to do was was huge. I think he, it was a little bit of a head turner, probably for some Falcons fans that maybe weren't familiar with him as a name that's been floating around. I think that caused a lot of people to do a double take. Uh, obviously, you know, he was, you know, top five Tuesday last week on my list of head coaching candidates. He was the guy. He was at number one. So he did nothing to kind of, uh, you know, flatten that out for me over the weekend. Yeah, and – I love this the concepts that he comes up with the way he the way he can scheme guys open the Dalton Schultz touchdown that they have where basically they it, they had some clearing routes on the other side and it just opened it completely up for that corner post that he's just wide I mean it's just the things that the one thing that I, I always fr- frustrated with with Art's offense is I didn't feel like we had enough guys in routes at times and enough guys running away from defenders, and that, to me, could have really opened the offense up at times for Desmond. I think that's one of the things Matt Ryan might have talked about when one of the games he did about um, the offense. But there, a lot of these names have done some impressive things uh, this season, and some of them are living off past years, like Bill Belichick. So the one thing that we can uh, probably look at at the end of the day is that they didn't really leave uh, a stone unturned in the coaching search. They're they're going through every hot name out there. I also want to mention one other uh, NFL score that we didn't get to earlier: the Bills beating the Steelers at home, thirty-one to seventeen. That game had gotten moved, of course, to Monday, and maybe we didn't think about it because it didn't really come as that much of a surprise because, I you know, the Bills at home. 
Um, and now they've set themselves up to meet the Chiefs again, the NFL script at work there, right? Yeah, and we finally um, get it out of Kansas City. The first know? road game ever for Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. So, which I'm sure we'll also get to more on that, too, when we go in the huddle. Um, Mike Tomlin, piecing out of the press conference yesterday. Uh, we'll see if that was uh, – we'll discuss if that was justified or not. But yeah. for right now – Real quick, if you're Atlanta – you wait to see how that thing plays out to at least get an interview with Tomlin if 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 he is walking out the door. He walked out the door yesterday. <laughs> that's because of what he would ask. All right, uh, let's get some college football now. It's time to talk college football on the morning shift. Brought to you by Window Nation. Buy two windows, get two free. Visit windownation.com. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Let's talk some Alabama, which, by the way, we do have ESPN's Chris Lowe joining us later on in the show. Of course, he's been all over and continues to be all over all things Alabama. He broke the Nick Saban news, too, so it's going to be great to talk to him and also ask him about Alabama's new head coach in Kalen DeBoer, who was Washington's head coach. Uh, And they announced his hiring, um, what, over the past weekend, and then he did his press conference. I believe that was on Saturday. And so it's a new uh, era in Alabama football with, of course, Nick Saban, as Kalen DeBoer had said, still having full access 100% (laughs) to this team. And and he's open to any advice and input that uh, Saban has for him as the new head coach. I'm excited about it. Uh, I I tweeted, uh, you know, once the Saban news came out that I thought that Dan Lanning would be the top target. Uh, there's still a lot of rumors and goings on about that. I think that, you know, Greg Byrne, the AD at Alabama, has come out and said there was never anybody else other than Kalen DeBoer. Uh, the, the, the thing about this hire and everything that goes along with it is this. Jimmy Sexton is the agent of all these people. So the, the whole term about offers and not offers and all that, that's like, that's like us sitting down having a cup of coffee and a conversation. It's not like an official offer letter comes in the mail. Uh, we'll actually ask uh, Chris Lowe about that later, but – I'm excited about Kalen DeBoer. I, I found out about it. I probably irritated some fans. I kind of found out about it through the grapevine shortly after we got off the air on Friday. Um, I kind of tweeted out a LFG and a Roll Tide and and, and got people uh, a little bit riled up, but the news didn't end up breaking until like five or six hours later uh, that he was coming on down. So he got a he got a he got a nice ovation when he got there. I think most people are excited. Yeah, I was the the thing that surprised me the most about this is how how bad poorly the Washington. They, well, the Washington Husky media, like the Seattle media, took this. They were not um, happy. Yeah, that people people were saying things that I thought was a little bit uh, ridiculous, calling him you know the, the the biggest fraud and liar in the history of sports. Um, I think that's a little bit much. What do you think? You well, really you really think Washington's a better job than Alabama? They're well, Alabama. You're really asking a question. <laughs> Alabama is the best job in the country, and if it's not, then it's Georgia. But neither one of them are the Washington Huskies or in the Big Ten. Nobody wants to be looked at as a, a stepping stool. And so I feel like that's what maybe a lot of schools would feel like if you're leaving that school to go to an Alabama. And that probably is what leaves a bitter taste in everyone's mouth. I'm not saying it's justified at all. I'm just probably looking at it like, hey, we just went to the national championship. Well, and Yeah, my response would be that Arizona's feeling the same way today uh, since uh, their head coach is going to be going to Washington. It just it, – it, listen, man, there's there's no good way about it. it it's the it, 
it, it stinks all the way around. Now, obviously, things have changed, and now they've you know they're allowing players to hit the portal for thirty days, and and there's been some steps in the right direction when it comes to college football. But like I said, there's no great way for these things to happen, and it stinks. And I don't know what promises he made to the kids up there, but you're right, people were people were upset uh, to say the least about it. So it's I don't know what to make of it, honestly. DeBoer had this to say, I've always had an incredible respect for Alabama football and its commitment to excellence. The tradition, rich history of this program is unmatched across the landscape of college athletics, and I look forward to continuing that moving forward. Now he'll be moving forward uh, with South Alabama head coach Kane Womack as the Crimson Tide's new defensive coordinator. This report, according to Chris Lowe and Adam Rittenberg. Now there was a lot of talk. Um, actually, I was there for the game, the Old Miss-Alabama game, in which Lane Kiffin had put out there, hey, Travaris Robinson is calling plays for right, this yeah. Alabama defense. And so uh, everyone kind of had these thoughts that he would be the next guy to assume that role, uh, and which is now not the case, as he has now been named the Georgia co-defensive coordinator with Glenn Schumann. So that news also coming as a a surprise to a lot of Alabama folks. Yeah, and the Muschamp stuff where he's kind of taking a step back as an analyst to right. give the, to where this job will be available. You can clearly see that uh, I, I, I do believe that, 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 that Coach Boom is taking a step back to spend more time with his families, but they yes. had a progression. They, uh, they had a plan in place, I should say, with Kirby that nothing is – everything is deliberate in the Nick Saban programs, the Kirby Smart programs. So Georgia – they had their eyes set on him. So. Yeah, they stay, sure. they, ace recruiter. They stay, yeah. and what was it? Uh, you know, I, I think I'd heard that they had been wanting him for a while. You know, that's what you, yes. you, you said. Yeah, yeah so it, that's what I've heard in my cir- my circle. Yeah, my yeah. Well, you're an insider. I mean, <laughs> this is where we go. You guys are, you know, I'm I I ain't got nothing to y'all in college football. Y'all are just two insiders. Listen, man, I'm just guessing most of the time. I, I will say this: I, there was, you know, this this whole thing was not without drama because he gets announced as the co DC. And then it is reported that he's back in Tuscaloosa actually interviewing with Kalen DeBoer. Uh, and that evidently went well enough for him to be offered the job, but then he decided to, you know, to stick with his original plan in Everett, Georgia. Here's what I'll say. If I'm Kirby Smart, at all times am I having a co-DC. At all times. And probably a co-OC. You know why? Because every single year, one of them is probably going to be poached. So you might as well go with the co's uh, from, from here on out because – if it's not, you know, T-Rob, at one point it'll be Glenn Schumann or one of those guys will end up getting a head coaching job in the near future anyways, and then it'll be the next guy having to be the co-DC. So I'm, it's a smart move, I think, for Kirby all I'm the way around. I'm a little surprised Glenn Schumann didn't get a, a – maybe he did a sniff from from, from Bama for, for, the, uh, for the head job. Now, <laughs> maybe they wanted to go establish. I don't know, but Schumann just seems like a guy that maybe – because you got to think to your point, you got to think the next hiring cycle, Schumann will be gone. Well, you know how these coaching circles are. There's, it's familiarity and things like that. I mean, a Schumann's a Bama grad. I don't know that there was any crossover familiarity with him and Kalen DeBoer, and I think that led to a level of comfortability with him staying with a known winner and a, a highly touted program at this point in Georgia. All right, well, stay with us here on the show. Later on, as I told you, we're going to have ESPN's Chris Lowe joining us. To talk all things Alabama. Up next, we'll hit a little TB's timeout. I'll tell you what I'm cooking up. <laughs> I've actually been cooking a lot. <laughs> if you've uh, watched my IG story, shout out to my Instagram. All right, we'll be right back here on the morning shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
Good morning. Yeah! Back to more of the morning shift. With Tiffany, Mike, and Bo on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Sports Radio 929 The Game. Mike Bowen Tiff here with you as we are live in the Kia studios. We do have ATV's timeout to get to. It's actually better to talk about cooking than actually seeing my cooking because the pictures never uh, do. <laughs> you telling justice. me the pictures look like trash or no? Yeah. It's like one of those <laughs> things where it tastes better than it looks. Yes. Oh, man. So, That's unfortunate. Like but not, you posted it anyways. You were just like, no, the, the, the second thing that I made, I was like, mm, mm, not going to. I'm going to keep that gonna, one for myself. Really think this. The, the yeah. thing I'll say about food pictures is a lot of, unless it's a steak or a fancy presentation, most of the time, these pictures need to be uh, sniffing smell or, you know, sniffing scratch, scratch or whatever. Sniff. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> because you can't. Sniffing smell. The smell. Words are hard. Shut up. Sniffing the, smell. The, the, um, the smell is, with the presence with the food is what makes it look good. Because I made two batches of chili this weekend. We had a party. And so I made a, a venison batch and this regular ground beef uh, batch. And I think the picture, I was like, this doesn't look that great. I mean, it could, you know, like, but, it, but, it, but it did. And it smelled great. And it was phenomenal. Because, I mean, I make good food. I don't make trash. So You put corn in your chili? No. Yeah. Somebody posted a picture of corn in their chili over the weekend, and I was like, eh, uh, that I sound, don't think so. That sounds disgusting. It sounds mine. like a stew. No, thanks. You put corn All in right, stews, save your, not We'll chili. save the food chatter for the TV's timeout. Let's talk some Hawks right now. Okay, so this weekend was eventful, to say the least, for the team. So on Saturday, they lose to the Wizards 127-99, to and then on Monday – they win 109-99 to 99, uh, against San Antonio. It's the, the Saturday was the worst offens, offensive performance. I, I, I can't even think of one that was worth that off the top of my head. Uh, I, I think it was the worst offensive performance they've had in a couple of years, and they've obviously had the streak of scoring over 100 and doing all these other things. Washington, statistically, by every metric, the worst defense in the NBA. Uh, it just, oh, my God, dude. I, I couldn't. At that point, I locked in. I'll be honest with you. At that point, Saturday, I locked in on trade season. I'm like, all right, what's the next move here? Dang, it had you like that. It was Tiff, so bad, so bad to try to watch this team on Saturday. Obviously, bounce back last night and get a win in a game you were favored by eight points. But um, you know, I I don't know what San Antonio is or isn't. They're just not very good right now. So you're going to be favored in that one all along. I just can't get the feeling out of my stomach uh, of what you know this team was Saturday and. There's going to be a lot of trade rumors heat up. Obviously, the question I have is who's available, who's not available. There was a lot going on in the socials. Chris Thomas, producer Dukes and Bell, put out something about, hey, make trade Trey and Jalen untouchable. And every, you know everybody else needed, needed the reset button. My comment to him was, I don't know if making Trey and Jalen unavailable can coincide you. with hitting the reset button. Like, I don't know if you can do both of those things. Uh, and, and so I, I don't know what that looks like or what that means. People think that Trey is untouchable. I think Jalen probably should be untouchable. But I, I just – I don't know if, like, you can have a hard reset while keeping both those guys on the roster, and that's going to be the question moving forward. All right, let's hit a TB's timeout. 
Now listen up. Now let's take a look at what's going on in Tiffany's world. This ain't funny. With TB's timeout on the morning shift. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. All right. So we started talking about cooking. And so I made a concerted effort. You know, I haven't been drinking. I'm trying to cook more at home. Sometimes I used to equate cooking with I have to cook for my survival. <laughs> like doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be like good or it just will get the job done. So I was like, all right, cool. It's another doomsday prepper kind of thing for you where no. you're like, man, I might get I might get locked in the house for the next three days. So I got to be able to cook. You know what? I was thinking like, man, I really don't have anything that's um, like I don't have a lot of snacks. I have okay. I have like walnuts, mixed nuts. That's so about most of your stuff is like cheese. non-perishables. And Are you gonna eat like a squirrel if the apocalypse hits? Or um, what? I will send Roman out. I'll send Roro out to go catch a squirrel. Yeah, I, I believe he can do it. I think he still got. You're the, telling me you're gonna eat a squirrel? No, I mean, if it, I mean, if I came <laughs> down to it, the best part would be to. her prepping the squirrel. I know that's what yeah, dude skinning it be rough. Well, Roman will do it that, for. Yeah, I'll just let him give it a good shake, maybe. It ain't going to get all that fur off. Maybe all the stuff will. You don't want to cook a squirrel with a hair on it. It'll smell disgusting. No. I mean, I don't. Hopefully, I'm never in a situation where I have to eat a squirrel. But if you get that bad, if you get that bad, hit me up because I have a freezer. I have like one of those independent freezers and it's full of Omaha steak and burgers and chicken. Are you plugging your sponsorship? I don't know what you're doing. By the way, if you go to omahasteaks.com slash Bo. You can get a free gift with your order today, so this get over is there. Ridiculous! You know what? I'm working what on my own mattress deal, so I'll start plugging that. And <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm thirsty in the DMs. So <laughs> you might, is this, I need you talk sleep. about a mattress thirsty and DMs in the same sentence. Oh gosh. you might okay. not get the messages you, you know think what? you will. <laughs> let's let's bring it. Let's bring it back. All right, we're bringing it back. Uh, so I made. <laughs> I cannot stand you this morning. Actually, you would be. I was, nah, never mind. Never mind. There ain't enough meat on these There's bones. <laughs> Mike is our prime, our prime target. Um, we just gotta. What we gotta do is I'm gonna, I'm no gonna. Comment. I'll stand behind him on my knees and you push him over and then we'll have him on the ground so we can see. You know, because this get is going off done. the rails now, I feel like all right. I don't know if I would want you on my team if if like stuff was going down. I gotta mm. think about this. Why? Like if you were, mm. I don't know. You think I feel I'm too like cutthroat? no. I think I think like if we were in like a bank heist or something like that. And they're like, shut up, shut up. I think you would keep talking and then you would get, <laughs> you would get us all killed. <laughs> That's what I think would happen. Other than that, like, I mean, if we were you like. You think if you were being investigated by, you know, by the, the by the FBI, he wouldn't be able to keep oh, his mouth closed. Oh, dude. Out. Diarrhea can I, can in I, mouth. Can I, can I tell you real quick? You're, yes. you're going to anyway. So real quick. Go ahead. <laughs> and um, and I hope my parents aren't listening. In ninth grade, or maybe it was, it was ninth or tenth grade, we were uh, we had classes in trailers, and we had a Spanish class, and we had to do work. And, and, and like one of our other class, our free period or whatever lunch period, we went in there to do extra like work to get ready for a project we had. And instead, we were playing. Uh, remember, like when you get the the ball of paper and you get, you just keep rolling it with paper, and then you you hit it like a wiffle ball. Sure. We were using an umbrella. Okay. And so that was my turn to bat, and as right as I swung and my follow-through, the umbrella came apart and went through the window and broke the window. So you snitched somebody out? No. The three of us 
went to the uh, we had to get we had to go we had to go before the principal and say what happened, and um, two two of the three people decided that they needed to tell a story to get out of it. So you're saying you told the truth? No, I'm saying that my buddy looked at me and was like, "All right, when we go in there, you don't say a word because you can't lie. So shut up. Don't say a word." Don't do anything. See, I, we, we claim that some kid ran by and threw a rock through the window. See, I feel like we would be that, like we'd be in the bank, and they'd be like, "Everybody, keep your mouth shut." And both you would probably try to talk to the guy. Look, man, just stay calm. Like, and then, shut and then, up. And then we would all be done because you would try to, I don't know, maybe well, be the hero. No, I Wait. would distract him so Mike could be the hero. <laughs> Teamwork, Mike, Tiffany. Like, yeah. Not saying anything. No, that's just what I think. Now, if we were in a situation where, like, we needed, like, farming and, like, we were on a compound or something, like, we were out in the woods, then I would probably, I I'm, would reconsider that thought. Wait, wait, but wait, is, wait. Yeah. So you're saying you would, you would, I would go down first if we all were in a farming situation? No, 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 no. I'm oh, saying, okay. I'm like, I would, sure. I was just saying, like, if we were in a different scenario, then I might put him on my team. Like, if we were out in the woods and stuff, like, you got to have somebody... In the future, we're about to embark on. Well, we're talking about which one of us we'd eat first, right? Oh, no, I shifted gears because I said he would get us all killed in another scenario. Oh, you're right. You're right. But in this scenario, I would would put him on. I would put him on my team. So in Hunger Games, I'm on Tiffany's team. If it was just a bank heist that we were in the middle of, I probably would not make the squad. No, no, absolutely not. Good. I'd rather be in the woods. definitely be on my team before you were in a bank heist situation. What do you mean if you're doing the bank heist or if you're in one? Like if you're if you're at the bank, if you're one at the either bank, one. As a, yeah, either one. Yeah, Why? I would pick Mike too. Yeah, either one. Why? Uh, well, first of all, she would keep her mouth shut in either situation. Like if we got caught, I don't think she'd throw me under the bus. No. You just admitted you can't lie. And if we were actually being held hostage inside of a bank, I, I don't think you'd keep your mouth closed. Yeah, like, but I think I, you'd be like, "Sir, hey, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, uh, <laughs> what's your escape plan?" Because I just. <laughs> Listen, I gotta be at work in ten. All right, can we can we oh, move this? How do you feel about like, Desmond Ritter? Even worse, he'd be like, um, you know what? What kind of jacket is that? I feel like you know what we can relate. I feel like we have a lot in common. <laughs> Are those hey dudes you're wearing? By the way, everybody in here, go to OmahaSteaks.com. Flash bow, flash bow, and you get a free gift. And let me tell you something though. The W sauce. Those too. would be your last words. Yeah. <laughs> In my story, in my story, I did not, I did not even speak. I kept, I kept it together. I did not write us out. Those would definitely be his last words. Also, I know that these are that would be done with him. With the weather bad outside, go to AT&T.com, be a gazillionaire like me, and get AT&T fiber. Let me tell you something. Or by the way, it would be Bo's last words. Yeah, or or that. The guy would be like, "I've had enough." Look, I know I can, I can keep it together because when I was a child. I stole some change from my mom. It was just like a bucket of change. I took it out. My mom asked all the kids who did it. So you're a thief. So I took everybody down with me. I just didn't say I didn't wow. admit it. <laughs> wow. And we all had to stay in the room. Wow. Nobody could go play. I finally broke. But I'm just saying, I have it within me. To not be a criminal. But to like That is a criminal act. What are you talking quiet. about? Yeah, I'm having to rethink <laughs> I'm having to rethink what I said about the bank heist. Like, yeah. Like, no, yeah. I like, hey, hey, like, hey, make sure you get that safe over there too. There's another safe. There's a second safe. The loot is at Mike's house. So I, oh no, I'm not selling anybody out. I, I didn't I you know. Well anyway. <laughs> like, hey, can I get a little can I get can I get some of that action? Morgan and Morgan injured. Hire Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. When we come back here on the morning shift, 
There's a whole slew of interviews that the Falcons have already conducted and that they are still hoping to get through. We'll tell you about their coaching search next at the top of the hour on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.